everyone you just heard good love by giant panda grow dub squad a rochester zone uh, that was actually written by eli flynn he is the subject to on this podcast here yeah, we'll hear all about it root fire records let's just get started and hop right in <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Rochester Groovecast podcast, your local source for live, local, regional music, interviews, and events from Rochester, New York, and the full surrounding area. Of course, I am your host, Ben Albert. I'm super excited today that I'm here with Eli Flynn. Um, Many projects in the Rochester area, most recently, the newest, best, you know, up-and-coming member of Giant Panda Grow Dub Squad. And, um, Wait, did yeah. you say best member of Giant Panda? I, I, the, word, the word best came out of my mouth. You heard it and, here, folks. And um, you're great. You're great. Best, best new member of Giant Panda. The whole band's great. I mean, you, you know this. Rochester knows this. Um, personally, my first Panda show was 08. Um, and back then we were just little kids compared yeah. to where we are now. And uh, Adrian actually had mentioned it. Um, Adrian D'Angelo back then, you know, musicians seemed like gods on stage. So there, there is no best member. You guys are all great. 
No, I love it. I was totally just busting you. <laughs> but you're right, man. You're right. And hey, listen, you know, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. This is really cool. I like what you're doing. And it's such a strange time to be doing every, but it's like, like I was telling you sort of before we started, it's been a really cool experience for me to just sort of like bite the bullet on a lot of stuff that I like have just been putting off creatively. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's a real honor to be here talking about it because it's like, man, this is what's really going on for all of us right now and we're all in it. So, um, yeah, man, Panda, like back to what you were saying about like 2008 and um, watching the band. It's, st- it's still crazy to me to think that um, this has been like this band and these people have been a major influence on on me and like where I started and and all of that stuff. And then when I talk about it with other, you know, friends, it's like, yeah, me too. And I realize how important this band has always been. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, like goal, things like, things like goals, like artistic goals and like artistic freedom and like where, who are we as people in this, in this grand scheme of, of life and like, you know, thinking about it in that way and like how far I feel like, personally my journey has brought me in like originally it was all just about like forming a band like making a band and like mm-hmm. writing songs and it's just like even still to this day like super crazy that i'm still a part of and i get to be a part of this band and like have creative input because it's like that was my top like dream and for so long and i think that it's really cool to be able to do that with people that you look up, look up to and have look up to just directly like that and really fortunate and really humbled to like have that experience so it's incredible uh, how long ago did you join panda about a year or? yeah man so we started uh my first tour was in april we did like a little east coast run um we did we did dc was my yeah first show was at the hamilton that was an awesome cool little intimate club vibe down right downtown washington dc um we did New York City at the Mercury Lounge. It was really cool, and all along the way, it was amazing. I realized like one of my favorite part about favorite parts about touring is catching up with people that you haven't seen in like forever. I noticed was like a huge thing that I really enjoyed. Um, I got to see my cousin; he was living in New York at the time, um, and I got to see other just other friends sort of scattered throughout the the fifty states and that to me is like full circle damn this is really why we do this stuff like full connection with people that we haven't seen in a long time and um yeah it's been a year it's impressive a great year and um you'll notice i my mind pops to one topic to the next but i kind of want to start with now mm-hmm. and then move a little bit back to ultimately the chronology of your career and some of the experiences but um, given that now, you know, you mentioned, you know, you're having more time to do more artistic things. We're all quarantined. We're all forced to focus on different things and social distance, so on and so forth. How does that year round up, you know, joining such a prestigious local band, seeing your friends and families on tour and now finding your spot uh a polar opposite situation where you're not touring what are you doing to get out of bed in the morning what's exciting you today yeah it's a good question man i think it is uh it's it's totally a hard shift for any musician right now i think about bands that have that had tours booked for months out you know and like wow how much of a how much of a buzzkill number one but even more like importantly i think 
is the way in which I personally have found myself being super creative um, and really realizing like how important music is in my life. Um, and I don't say that lightly, like um, just the way in which I was, I was able to just say, all right, I'm going to dive into GarageBand, right? And I'm going to open up a session and I'm going to try to get my girlfriend to sing on a song and she sounds great. And now we're working together and that's a thing. And then I went out and bought a new audio interface and um, I'm going to be upgrading my computer. And now it's like one kind of just the same way it starts with the live process, man. And mm -hmm. like, f funny enough, it's like, I feel just as much creative, even though we're not touring. And I know, I, I don't know if I can say that for everybody, but like for me personally, it's been an awesome time. We have all this unreleased content that we're sitting on, on top of that. Um, Good Love is going to be re-released as a dub remix by our homeboy, Pachiman, who makes great, great dub records, and that's going to be out in like a couple weeks. Um, so it's but to answer your question. In short, it's like amazing how much how much there is there already to do. There's so much. There's so many things to do as an artist um, outside of performing live, and this has given me like the opportunity to really just like look at that and be like, okay, this is what this is what I want to be doing. There's no excuse, you know. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Time to just jump in. And so far, that's been great. And fortunately, we do have these like new songs we have we have been releasing. And I think that's one of the reasons why Panda has been such a cool band is because like whenever we get together and we go into the studio, we have something to show for it. it may not be like a final product, but you know what I mean. Like we're I feel like the band is is definitely like efficient, and it's cool to be a part of a group that gets in there, tracks drum and bass. Um, if Dylan and I and Tony need to go back and hit some things, it's just there. That's the way. That's the way it's done. And I think musicians, just by nature, are um, really sort of people that they're fighters. You know what I mean? Like musicians, mm -hmm. just like are so resourceful. And it's been especially true for for all of my projects and all the people I've played with. And always something that I've tried to like take take the take the lead in and like be responsible for is like my my level of input and like how can I do this in the best way how can we do this as a group and how can we stay creative that's great man I like yeah. the the responsibility the resourcefulness it sounds like every member of the band's planting seeds getting ready to go so when you're back together you guys can make a garden quick absolutely um, that's a that's a great way to put it I wish I could have said that in so many words that's perfect you um, um you mentioned good love so that's the newest track from panda right yeah, Good Love is our newest track, and tonight, like I said, we're dropping a live premiere on YouTube. Um, it's one of Dylan's songs. It's dope. The second he played it for me, that's another thing. Going back to like efficiency in, in you know Panda is Panda is a band that like we all live in different places, right? So myself, Chris, and Dylan, obviously, we, we live in Rochester, but Tony, Tony's in Buffalo, James is in South Bend. When we run around the road and we we have soundtrack, like that's when all the ideas happen. And that's true for a lot of like touring bands that are doing things pretty consistently. And he showed me the song, all of us, the song, um, on the road, and we're, it just like caught. It just it has a groove. Dylan has like a really good ability to write songs that are just like right in the pocket. Mm -hmm. He like just like so danceable. And that's the true with this tune, which you'll hear tonight. So I won't spoil that for you. But really cool acoustic session of our time out in uh, Denver. Uh, that was, you said yeah, nine yeah. o'clock tonight. 9 p.m. Yep, just a few hours from now. So, is that going to be a live stream? Is it just going to be a, a full drop? What's that going to look like? How do I find it? Full pre-recorded drop. You just can go to Rootfire TV 
um, is the name. Rootfire is our label. Um, the channel uh, is under Rootfire um, on YouTube. And Rootfire and our manager, Reed Foster, shout out to him. He's been doing an amazing job of taking care of all of us and like really like keeping us all in the loop on like projects and things that we um, have been like working towards. Uh, a lot of this stuff happens with like a good amount of like his leadership, which is really cool. So mm -hmm. Rootfire TV on YouTube. Uh, if I'm sure if you just, I think what it, the deal is, if you just type in Giant Panda, um, you should get a like a thumbnail with the premiere that's already set to go. So. Good to hear. And if yeah. you're watching live, guys, um, check that out at 9 for anyone else listening. That'll be in the show notes as well. Um, any ideas to when the new album comes out? What's this process looking like as a band um, on a larger scale? How are you guys uh, communicating? Do you Does anybody meet up to practice in person or is everybody in separate locations entirely? Yeah, it's... Um... It's fun. It doesn't. It's funny because it, now that I think about it, it doesn't feel that different. Because mm. the only time we really like play, at least in the year that I've been touring, is like is on the road. Um, and so we like Panda's always been. I feel like good at like we have we keep in touch through um, you know like apps like Group Me, which is like a really cool uh, app for uh, for bands. Shout out to Group Me if you need a. If you need a band communication app separate awesome. from your text messages, cool. Um, and email and things like that are, are pretty. We were supposed to okay. So the deal is, we were supposed to record an album, like our material for an album, like this week um, or next week, I believe. And we're all just trying to figure it out, man. Just like everybody else right now, we're kind of just trying to figure out like how are we going to do things and. Hopefully, you know, we see a little bit of let up with this whole thing and um, we're just kind of crossing our fingers. It's really cool that we do have material that we are sitting on. Um, but yeah, we do have, we're probably going to, you know, end up recording stuff is going to get pushed a couple months out. Um, just sure. like everybody else who's probably sitting on like a really cool record, um, you know, but I'm able to send a couple demos here and there. And like I said, I was using um, some Logic software. And uh, yeah, I got this. I got this cool little USB microphone that I've been using. It sounds pretty legit for like a thirty-dollar microphone. So like cutting demos and like just sending stuff back and forth. It's it's a really cool time to be making music in twenty twenty. There's a lot of really easy like efficient ways to send digital stuff to people. So it's it's fun, man. And it's it sounds like so as a band with Panda, you guys aren't practicing rehearsing every day you're doing a lot on your own and you're probably pretty used to that because before panda um you've been a part of many projects you know lesser known maybe mvt mike badala tribe from yeah. back in the day totally. to you know the more current stuff with upward groove and eli flynn and the everyman um what what am i missing i, I know that's three Able, shout out to able bodies myself and uh, mr john viviani oh yeah that's always a good time uh yeah that's brand new that's f some fresh tracks with yeah them, you right? know what, man i'm bummed because like we just started like performing live and it's all it's all good you know what i mean like this is just a reason like i said like the same thing i was doing with panda is what i'm doing with john i'm sending in some some ideas mm -hmm. and um yeah so so yeah we you mentioned upward groove able bodies every man 
when I when I say it out loud, it's like, why do I do this to my? Why do I do so many things at once? It's really wild. But you know what? It never feels like I'm killing myself, which must mean that I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So that that I can say for it myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, able body stuff. It's like I try to. I'm like ADD when it comes to music and like any genre. It's hard for me to stick to like. Because I mean, it's hard for anybody. Like I mean, if I took a look at your playlist right now, like I, you know, at least I, I, I can say for myself that there's a bunch of different styles of music on there, mm-hmm. and I do have a desire to just sort of like try everything, and get good at things, like just by doing them, even if it sounds like crap in the beginning. And like, to me, that's the that's the real fun when it comes to music. Like I love artists who are flexible i love artists that like every album is different you know like i love that and i think it's really it's like really cool to see people evolve and um i felt like i've i've had like each band mvt upward groove all of those groups have just given me such a amazing skill set just by playing with those people and like being a part of a group of friends like that um it's just fun. It's like it's fun to be, it's fun to be in a band where like you and your friends are doing something that's just like nobody's getting hurt, nobody's doing mm-hmm. something, nobody's in trouble, like nobody's risking their lives. Like there's so much danger out there. I mean, like for anybody, for any kid growing up right now, I feel like it's a hard time. Any young kid growing up, it's like fortunately we all had music and we're able to get together and just jam and like, even if it sounded like trash, like man, yeah. I wrote some of the best stuff just like. The initials, the initial stuff sounded like complete garbage. And if anybody who's like aspiring to like write songs, like you're gonna write like ten really shitty songs before you write one good song. So that's my advice. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, you really love it. I I like that you mentioned that the diversity on a playlist, for example. Um, just on Monday, podcast actually just rolled out today. Sienna mentioned like. 25 artists when i asked what her influences were what adrian d'angelo had said on the podcast was not to be a one-trick pony um and it seems like a common theme with a lot of the great musicians in the area i'm wondering you know when did you decide that you wanted to go with music was it because you had all these influences did someone uh, mentor you was it just a you know girls love guitar what what got you that start you know correct to all of those (laughs) no um i think growing up is my mother um my mother uh was very like into african dancing um there was a dance group based in rochester called bush mango that we would go together so my mom would take me as a young kid i was i don't know maybe three or four and i don't know if everybody knows this but my dad my dad was sent as a senegalese musician he wasn't around in my life at all like growing up hmm. or even currently but music is something that i think is so genetic and it's like such a i don't know man i don't i can't really think of too many other things like creatively that are a genetic art but i could be totally wrong just based on my experience though um my mom would take me to these dance classes and there was a lot of African drumming, djembes, um, and other sorts of instruments. Um, dundun, that's the word, that's the instrument I was thinking for, which is like a lower end, um, sort of like similar to a drum kit in the way that it's set up, different pitch drum heads. And I would literally sit there as a young kid, three or four or five, and just like feel those resonance, those like frequencies the low end and like the high energy like and i think that's where for me rhythm played a huge role in my understanding of music foundation like just straight 
traditional African drum and dance. And I couldn't have really, I couldn't really think of a better, you know, looking back, it's like, that's such a good foundation for any musician, any inspiring person to do anything creative. And, um, soon after that was violin, classical instruments, um, which is a huge part of like my, I guess I would say musicianship and totally like hated the violin for years like oh like the most <laughs> like there's not too many instruments that sound like if you're learning an instrument like that's not one that i would suggest just based off of like auditory like frequency if you sound bad if you sound bad on a violin you people know about it you yeah know what it's pretty piercing yeah so but that was a huge way for my ear i feel like my ear ear training like pitch and everything it, the combination of that like that classical element and the traditional west african drum and dance i feel like had everything to do with my interest in music um so yeah that's a good question that's huge that's yeah. huge and look is, is guitar is obviously your main instrument is your favorite yeah, dude. I go back and forth whether or not I even like guitar. I mean, I like guitar. Like, let's not be ridiculous here. I love playing guitar. But, like, sometimes it's hard to um, stay motivated on an instrument. If you've been playing it for so long, you start looking at it, you start looking at the guitar the same way, and, it, and you start to feel a little stale. And uh, I've been jamming a lot on some keyboards of this quarantine, and mm. I've been doing a lot of, like, just sound searching. Um like really diving in into like the logic software and like messing with drum uh drum plugins and like loop libraries sample libraries and just like like i said back to like sounding like crap so nobody knows what i'm like doing nobody knows how bad it sounds if it's like in private and then i like perfect it and then i like maybe feel comfortable with like releasing some sort of like you know instrumental project but yeah totally like this is like i said this has been a really cool time to like write and like try new things for me like keyboards especially it's fun it's it's yeah. it's funny because there's been common themes and i'm not looking for them they've just started to occur when i talk to sage xavier he's got some like dubstepy electronic music he's been working on mm -hmm. um and ben chilbert's been doing some lo-fi like techno-y electronic music on his spare time and it just seems like everyone's dabbling with new sounds, dabbling with new technology that they didn't always use on a daily basis. Um, I'm that wondering. There's going to be some banging music after this thing is over, man. I'm telling you right now. Dude, it's, it's, it's like anything. When you, you have this energy, you just want to get out. You want to get it out. You know, shows are going to be exciting. I think turnouts are going to be better than ever long term. Yeah, um, no doubt. No doubt, man. I don't want to hear anybody talking about the $5 ticket anymore. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. So uh, I I understand. Um, my $5 is very cheap. I oh, understand. Yeah. Depending on the band, once you get to $20, $30 on, let's say, a Wednesday, Thursday night, okay, that's a conversation. But mm -hmm. Friday night, $10 minimum. Everybody yeah. pay it. It's worth it, man. Um, yeah, and I think, dude, like – venues taking care of artists and like fans taking care of art it's just like a really imp simple chain that mm -hmm. should be in place like way more than it already is and i don't understand i understand why that's not because like as a business as a, as some as a place that sells alcohol like that's that's your a huge percentage of your market right like and it's so funny as somebody who like stopped drinking and, and using and everything like 
I look, I turn on the TV. Andrew Cuomo says that liquor stores are essential. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, wow, oh my God. Like it totally is such an important part for some people, for I guess the majority of people Mm -hmm. that liquor be a part of that experience or like some sort of substance be a part of an experience. And that's fine. Like not bashing everybody, anybody who drinks and enjoys themselves at a show. It's just like, man, it's so funny how that's still considered something that's so essential. Yeah. Um, And I understand why, because there's such a, there's such a margin to be made for, for venues and, and, uh, and bands, but you know, it's like, I, it's, I'm just, I think you and I both feel the way that, you know, music should be like the, the, the primary source of that entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, having places that don't serve booze and like, I don't know, like maybe something else would be like a cool step in the, in the, in the right direction. Cause you know, like being a touring artist and like being on the road, like there's always, for me and like you know sobriety it's it's always it's hard it's like i always have to like watch myself because there's so much stuff around all the time and like not with like any of the any of the groups i'm playing with like all the guys i'm I'm jamming with are like real cool real respectful like got their head on straight it's just it's an it's a nature of the beast you know that i wish wasn't wasn't there for for everybody who who is like on the sober train or just in general mm-hmm. no it's there's definitely a combination between the two I, at the end of the day, people need to eat. They need to drink. You could cook at home. You don't need to get fast food. Um, it's more luxury. My one question, and it's a hard argument to make, but why is live music non-essential? Uh, I I don't want to make a full argument because I I don't I'll get pushback. Obviously, it's not social distancing, but you know, going to a show. I'm just making this up. A 200 person venue selling 25 tickets social distance this is not a good idea i i don't agree with it but i'm thinking to myself how do you determine essential versus non-essential why is takeout chinese food essential when being able to experience uh, it's i'm gonna stop this because it's not a full valid argument it's with, okay i'm interested it, to hear what you have to say yeah, yeah, well, and, and I, I'm interested to think about it more because I personally see music as an essential thing. That's why um, we can still listen to it. We can do the live streams. The music community is very strong and the, the, using the internet for it's growing faster than ever. Um, I'm just asking a big question as to what's essential versus non-essential. You know, getting liquor is essential but seeing music's not. And the reason I don't want to have a big uh, talk on this is because everyone's going to say it's not social distancing and they're totally right. Mm-hmm. But is, yeah, think, hey man, Ch- think- is Chinese takeout social distancing? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so strange. Like I said, it's, we're living in such a weird time and nothing, nothing seems to be regulated to the extent where like we know what every person on uh, you know in the Rochester knows the difference between what's socially acceptable or what's what's legal and what's not what's okay what's safe what isn't safe that's why it gets weird and um i yeah like obviously the whole live concert isn't isn't something that is safe right we can both agree on that but it's given it's given me and a bunch of other players like the sort of like forced push in the right direction to like like i said be creative and like mm-hmm. release stuff and um 
stay like writing and it's no different than what we were doing already which is the cool part either you know what i mean like a lot of people get to see what's going on behind the scenes um myself included i like the whole live stream thing man mm -hmm. I, it's like not even not even from like a audio perspective because it's hard like you know there's latency there's delay there's chopping it you know that's like yeah that's a pain in the ass but you're really looking at what it looks like to write a song and create something from scratch so if you don't like that you know don't complain when you pay ten dollars for the show and you see the final <laughs> product i love it man it's some of the the best content creators they'll post a photo of their cute dog and though that photograph will get more attention than the latest song not that the latest song isn't incredible but people like to dive into your world um I think that's what's happening with the live streams and people getting a little more interactive online. Um, so you've done some live streams. W what have you done in the, the past few weeks here um, online and what are you planning on doing to kind of get a little more interactive with your fans? Yeah, man. Uh, first thing I did, which is a great experience, was I, I went live through this site called The Mighty, which is a men mental, health, uh, mental health awareness website. And that was super cool. I was in. I was sort of. I sort of took the approach of the music therapy route, which is um, for those of you that don't know, I'm a music therapy intern at Bosey's Two um, School District, which is a you know related service for the West Side, um, Greece, Brockport, and that kind of thing. So, my daily routine is going into classrooms um, of all different shapes and sizes. Kids, you know, with emotional behaviors. Kids um, on the autism spectrum disorder, and other kids with developmental delays. And I get to see this level. Um, from, you know, kids, preschoolers all the way up to kids who are transitioning out of high school. And I've, what I've seen is just, it's so hard for me now because I miss, I miss my kids that I see in the classroom. And I know that, um, it's hard for them because routine and this music therapy that they're receiving is such an important part of their curriculum. It just ties in beautifully. You know, we address things like behaviors, things like social cues, things like, um, how to live independently or how to work towards living independently through music. So for me, that's been a huge, a huge thing that I'm missing out on as as um, as an intern and as a staff member over there. But like we've been we've been using YouTube as an amazing resource mm -hmm. there, um, and that's been huge. And it makes us feel you know sleep a little better at night. And uh, yeah, like it's just so weird. And I'm sorry, I totally forgot the first part of that question because I went into what have I been doing? So yeah, I led a, I led a conversation based on music therapy, and I, I performed some live music. And I kind of demonstrated mm -hmm. how a session went. Uh, second thing I did was through shout out to Matt Rammerman for doing the um, Rochester Livestream Music Fest. That was awesome. Um, yeah, shout out to Greenstream. Greenstream, thank you. Um, that was cool. I actually, you know, I, like I felt I was feeling so weird during that set, man. I was like, mm. that's when everything started to hit me, like right as I was playing, and I was like super tired, and you could like see how tired I was. And I, and I like, and I felt so bad about it, like the next day. And I was like, man, and then I realized like, that's just what's going on. Like I need to accept the reality of what's going on and just mm -hmm. like, okay, man, like now's your time. Use this music, use, use what you know, use what you love to like pick yourself out of bed and like get people moving and get people excited about things that they, that they always have been. And like, most importantly, like make myself feel better and like, don't worry if like life's if I can't snap back into this, snap into this life now that's just completely changed, like shit takes time. And um, luckily, like it's been, I've just, I've, the support is there, you know, 
the support is there if you if you if if you need it and like being honest with you know your feelings about like yeah this shit sucks like nobody's gonna be a superhero nobody's gonna wake up tomorrow and go out mm-hmm. and like have a party like that needs that whole thing that whole dialogue needs to be stopped um so yeah man i know it's, it's hard for everybody right now and like just accepting that and like trying to like do little things every day to like make yourself happy and um with or without music like i said sometimes like the music has been helpful to me sometimes it's been stressful like Mm because it's just because it's something i do all the time it's like i know how i know music very well um there's other things that i'm working on to get better at you know like meditation or like you know having the daily exercise routine but yeah I'm with you. That was going to be my next question. You knocked mm. two of them off, meditation, a daily yeah. exercise routine. What kind of fun things, whether they're hobbies or rituals or any of that, eh, have you been working on? Is that your main two right now? Yeah, dude. I've been doing like this exercise routine. I swear by this routine. Ready? 100 squats, 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups. A day and you can split those i usually do 50 in the morning 50 of each in the morning 50 of each at night and it's like such a good like wholesome workout and you don't need anything for it um yeah that's been like my physical routine which is cool um that's totally helped totally helped the physical like stuff has been like whoo godsend my one th- so i've done something similar i i haven't been as committed as i should be but i usually toss uh, lunges in there yeah, dude, lunges are a great one. Burpees, squat thrusts, everybody know everybody hates those, but they're like awesome. Um, yeah, and like, you know, as trying to stay as safe as possible, I, you know, every once mm-hmm. in a while I'll meet up with a buddy and stay safely, you know, away from him or, and uh we'll go to we'll go run. We'll go for a run. Cool, man. So. But uh it's uh you look like you're in a nice place. How's that treating you? Is that is that a new new crib yeah. you got? Yeah, man, new crib. Me and my girlfriend live here. Uh, I got the. Let's see if I can take you on a brief little tour here. This is this might ruin everything. Here we go. Okay, so here's the here's like I have a couple uh, wall hangers over here. This is like my man space. We share together though. But uh, I got a little Victrola over there in the corner, a little record player. Um, did I, I see a uh, Did I see a mandolin? Yes, yeah, that's the Mando. Let me see if I can grab it real quick. I know I can grab it, but let me see if I can play anything on here. It's been a while. Yeah, it's a personally um, never seen you play mandolin. Yeah, dude, I wrote this one song a long time ago. Let's see if I can remember. Black and gold, learn a Nothing's better than singing about you Cause I learned, yes I learned That your beauty is the truth Well I can run And I can hide And I lose sight of your brilliant eyes So I lie next to you And your beauty is the truth my mandolin debut right there are you muted yeah i was muted i i love it man i did not expect that yeah i've been like i said man like it's been a it's been a cool way to just like sit back and like work on some new stuff and um like revisit more importantly like revisit things that i maybe have like started and then gave up on um 
But yeah, this is the this is the joint. It's been really cool. We live right downtown, right by Flower City Station. Um, it's a good, it's a cool. The city has like never been this quiet ever, and it's really like mm-hmm. eerie, but like really cool to see. So, yeah, yeah. shout out to Flower City Station. Obviously, yes. an incredible venue. Major shout out. Um, so you you play mandolin. You've been playing with some new technology. Whether it's obtainable or not at this time if you could pick up a weird new instrument or even if it's not music, a crazy new hobby, well, what would you like to do? You ever thought about something, just never got to it? Yeah, man. Um, if I could pick up a new hobby, it's like all things that involve breaking the social distancing. <laughs> I mean, actually, right. I don't know. Is, is skydiving, like you're pretty high up. You're pretty away. From, I mean, I've always wanted to do like jump out of an airplane. Um, that's been on, on the bucket list. One thing I will never do is get in a helicopter. That's just nothing I'll ever do. Just look at the success rate of helicopter rides compared to airplane rides. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it, even just talking about it gets me scared. Never, never catch me in a helicopter. Those things crash. Yeah, uh, I'm, I could be remembering wrong. Was was Kobe Bryant in a? Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. And like, what uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan? Stevie Ray. Um, who else? Just like a lot of people. Google it. I don't know. I mean, like, it's just not. It's not safe. Yes. Speaking of traveling, um, music-wise, where has been your favorite or few favorite places to travel, um, and or you know favorite venues to play? Whether it was a festival, a large venue, an opening bill, a double headliner, anything like that. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Uh, so we were just out west um, as a band, both with Giant Panda and with um, homie Jack West that I've been playing with you. I totally forgot to mention Mr. Jack West, mm. who's a very talented uh, teenage boy, who is I, – I, I bust his balls all the time. Jack, you are, you are a man, all right? You're a man in my eyes. You've grown a lot musically, and, and you're like seven foot tall. So Jack West, quick, look out quick. Quick yeah. question on Z- Jack, because I started hearing about him about a year ago. Where did he Where did he come from? Yeah, a really talented dude out of uh, Victor, New York, and he's got um, a really cool, interesting vibe. Man, he's got like a like a grunge, like a I, I don't know. He's got like a rock and roll, like think like Seattle rock vibe, like Pearl Jam, Nirvana. He really crushes those those like sounds. Really talented writer, man. Like young, talented writer, and it's been really like awesome getting to know him and his fam. And we were out. We were. I was gonna. I brought him up because we were mm-hmm. out in Seattle jamming um, at this place called Easy Street Records, where his vinyl was uh, being released that day, which was like a really cool. It felt like we were in the '90s, just like we got off the plane and we landed in the '90s at this record shop called Easy Street Records, and that video is up right now shout out to jack west easy street record live um it's like a video and audio it's really cool it was a really cool um experience um and we were just at arizona roots fest shared some really cool bills we were, we were playing with um steel pulse collie buds um just to name a couple our boys the best out there crushing it in san diego really fun time we're we're gonna like be reunited with hopefully everybody um, in the Panda family in October at St. Petersburg uh, Reggae Rise Up. 
um, with Modest Yahoo movement, the best panda, and who I think I'm not sure. Um, favorite venue? It's really hard to say, man. Like, it's all I I sort of compartmentalize everything as like a all around day like you know mm -hmm. scenery which which is very rare that we get to like really hang out in a place for too long but we were just in denver um hung out with our buddy joel scanlon um who tracked uh i think he mixed as well the panda country album so we were staying at his house and the, actually the fun fact the the rainbow the double rainbow picture on that record is right is right outside of his studio so that was cool man like just to be able to see like some of the history involved with the band before my time and being able to jam there. Denver was was, was super fun because I also got to see my cousin who I mentioned earlier was mm -hmm. at the time living in New York City, recently moved to Denver, thank God, because of all the stuff that's like happening right now in New York City. Um, feel for anybody who has any family out there or down in the city or anything. Um, but it's all just been a cool a cool ride like every city has something cool about it you know like every place you get to like pick apart like how is this place cool how is that place cool? Mm -hmm. like what don't i like why would i never live here why would i live here um dc was really fun and exciting man i think just because it was like the first show that i had played with panda at a really like really nice friendly like very very nice hospitality venue called the hamilton mm -hmm. um and yeah, man, all of it's been good. Grassroots was like probably one of the most fun times I've had on stage with Panda. That was like something about the grassroots vibe, as you probably know. Um, yeah, that... I can't describe it, man. I, I try to describe the feeling it's like being there, but I can never do it. It's not like any other festival that I've ever been to. Um, it's just very like it's feel it's a very natural festival. It's a very like calm and welcoming, no craziness. I feel like everybody's like really friendly to each other. Um, so that's that's high on my list. I love grassroots, man. I'm not gonna ramble about them for an hour because I could. I bet you um, could. I know it's crazy. I um I almost friends of mine actually did cry. I almost cried over it. They canceled this year's. Um, july festival it's always the third week of july mm -hmm. and i know giant panda i've been there 10 years those boys have played there you guys have played there almost all 10 as far as i know yeah dude it's a it's we talked about it in the band chat it was a pretty heavy hit i think for for um especially like you know some of the og pandas because it has been such a long time but like i said and i understand why because last year man it was like the energy on stage was something i can i could never explain to you but it was like something that was definitely like tangible and in the air and uh i think we were all just really on that night we had we had keller come out and, and play some tunes as well that was really cool um so yeah yeah man lots of lots of different bits and pieces i could i could pull from the most boring part of being on the road is is waiting <laughs> which is just unfortunately part of the game um sitting in a van and waiting um and sound checking and waiting but like sound check is cool because you get there and you get to rehearse things like i was telling you there wouldn't be this this new song from from dylan if we didn't get a chance to practice while we were sitting around waiting hmm. so trying to like be an efficient band is something that pandas just like got down i think because they've been doing it for so long and it's cool for me to be a part of that and like see see how how they how they do things and like realize that it's from a place of just doing it for so long 
where like I would get nervous had I like you know if this was like you know one of my first tours um, and, and a young band like that I was leading maybe um, they just like they have it all kind of like worked out because just strictly by experience they've been doing this shit for a long time and it's really cool to be a part of it yeah it's it's tough because at the end of the day being a musician you are an entrepreneur you're a business you know you're a freelancer so it sounds yeah. like they have the mechanics and minutia down pretty well um, yeah man. i think one of the reasons why grassroots is so um important to panda is because panda is a grassroots band i mean mm-hmm. They they're true to their message. I say they a lot. We are true to our message, and um, true to why we why we started doing everything in the first place, and like not conforming to any other sound but their own. I mean, there's no other band that sounds like Panda, you know, and there's no other festival like Grassroots. Yeah, it's uh, just as a funny just ad lib. Um, like five six years ago. My buddies and I, when we would stay up all night at Grassroots, we would sing, you know, all night music, but we would sing all night Grassroots. Yeah. <laughs> Gem until the sun come up. And, you know, yeah, you're right. They're, they've got a message of love. They've got a message of na- nature, of mm-hmm. togetherness. And that's that's the vibe of Grassroots. So it's, Yeah. I guess I could say if there's, if like, if we could go on a festival run of all grassroots style festivals, it's over. <laughs> that would be so much fun. And not and like every show is fun, man. It's it's all fun. It's just like managing, you know, keeping that energy right and like staying staying on top of things night after night and like it's hard. It's hard. Being on the road is, is hard. Do you ever just feel like smashing your guitar and walking out? Oh man, I should to- I should just do that to make things exciting. I should just like <laughs> cause a huge scene. <laughs> that would be hilarious. No, I never feel that way, but that would be hilarious if we like I've seen bands do like the fake fighting thing. You've seen like viral videos of bands. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like spinal tap, you know. That's why it's funny because that's what I think that's what we all think of right away. It's ridiculous, man. It, it's but I mean, you've been playing music live for how long now? Long time, man. Thinking about it, probably like a solid like 10, 11 years. Um, you've never felt like just smashing the guitar and being done? Oh, dude, I've totally felt like smashing the guitar. <laughs> never like never like on stage or right. in the moments. <laughs> Although it's like in my head. I've gotten really good. I feel like I've just by being a performer for so long, you, like, you get really good at like learning how to mess up. Like you, you're just like really good at learning how to fake things sometimes. Um, and that's sort of like a funny way to look at it, but... Just like learn, it's a skill like anything else, man. And like starting from the bottom and like just perfecting it, and not always perfecting it either. Like it's always it's always a thing. It's always a thing. And luckily, Rochester is a city that's really receptive to the live music, um, which is cool. Always been a cool thing. Yeah, started to started from the bottom. Now you're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what well, I finally know what Drake's talking about exactly exactly uh don't know why i brought up drake but um who are you listening to nowadays yeah man i'm gonna open up my spotify playlist right now so i can tell you exactly who i'm listening to um so i've been listening to a lot of this artist mortimer you heard no he's a reggae artist um and he's amazing. Check out Mortimer, 
M-O-R-T-I-M-E-R, Mortimer, a song called Lightning that I've been like playing on repeat. Really cool, like R&B style reggae, like really smooth, amazing backup vocals. The song was mixed like perfectly, um, like with a more of like a modern a modern sound. Like I say R&B because it, it's, it sounds like it could be like played on our radio right now um, as like a love song. Really, really cool stuff. Hmm. Um I've been listening to Toth's record. Do you know so you know the band Rubble Bucket? Yeah, absolutely. So do you know Alex Toth, his side hustle? I, it's not a hustle, it's just his music. It's really cool. Is um, is Alex in Rubble Bucket? Is he one of the main two? Yeah, so he's a main he's one of the primary songwriters in Rubble Bucket. He plays trumpet. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he has a record. It was really we got to play with Rubble Bucket a couple of times. That was really cool. Um down in Charlottesville for the Festi, a festival called the Festi. That was us, Robert Randolph, Dawes, mm. Rubble Bucket, um, and a couple other groups. But, man, that guy writes a hell of a song. Um, check it out. His artist name is Toth, T-O-T-H. He goes by, he's got a solo record called Practice Magic Without Seeking Professional Help, or With Seeking Professional Help, one of the two. Really good, man. I've been, I've been spinning that. Uh, like all nights, and of course, our our boy Pachiman, Pachiman who did who did the Good Love dub, which will be dropping soon. He's got his own record called At Thirty Thirty Three House. Um, homeboy lives in Echo Park, LA, just crushing. Go on like go on Instagram, type in Pachiman, P A C H Y M A N, and he's got some of the coolest dub videos. He does everything himself. He plays drums, he plays bass keys guitar and he just like lays it down so that's what's been on my radar that's awesome man yeah. and how how's that changed in the past 10 15 years what was on your radar 10 years ago where where'd you get your start oh man let me think about this 10 years ago i was listening to a lot of stuff um i was listening to man i was like deep into sublime like a ton of people were mm-hmm. um I was deep into I was studying at that time I was studying music I was studying jazz guitar so I was listening to a lot of like Wes Montgomery and I was listening to a lot of John Schofield um you may know John Schofield like Schofield Modesky Martin Wood um just I was listening to a lot yeah you know what because I was my teacher at the time was Bob Snyder Bob Snyder is a professor at Eastman School of Music so I was taking community lessons with Bob Snyder Turned me on to West Montgomery, turned me on to Schofield, turned me on to, like, everything. I don't know, like, all the jazz players. Like, I, I feel like I really got, like, a good foundation for, like, the jazz guitar, specifically. Mm-hmm. And that sort of just, like, blended its way into other stuff I was listening to. Like, I was really into, like, Raconteurs, and I was really into, like, Jack White's projects and um, some, like, alternative rock stuff, some Queens of the Stone Age. Really, like, a huge... John Frusciante, fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers, he's like one of my idols. Um, I'd, I'd probably liken my playing most to his. Um, not to say that I don't draw inspiration from like a bunch of other people, but fun. I, I so many shout outs on this episode. I know. Shout out to yeah. all the influences, all the great musicians all across America, all across the world. Um, Shout out to Giant Panda. How do we keep in touch nowadays? What's the best way to reach you guys? Yeah, in terms of like content? 
Yeah, where what website, Instagram, and yeah, beyond sure. that, how do we keep in touch with Eli? You know, you and your able bodies, so on and so forth. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that just like after this is over, man, there'll just be like a whole bunch of music that we're sitting on. Like I said, Panda had plans to record a record. We, we were going to be in the studio like all week next week. Um, as to how much of that that's actually still happening, I'm not sure. Um, which is something that we have to figure out pretty soon. But uh, like livepanda.com is the, is the number one like panda resource. Um, keeping up obviously on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel is about to get some, a lot of like makeover stuff happen to it, which is exciting. Um, Able body stuff is still kicking strong. We, me and John are still bouncing ideas back and forth. So mm-hmm. Instagram seems to be the, the, like what most people are on. Right. I mean, you tell me, like, I feel like as artists, we're all still trying to figure that out. Like what's the easiest way to like stream or share or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not a pro, but Instagram short form content, Yeah, more short form content, daily content on your story. Um, I like YouTube for long form personally, we're on Facebook, but Facebook, I, I sometimes feel like they're suppressing some stuff unless you, totally unless you pay you. to advertise. Um, and honestly, like what do, do you shut use, us down right now? Cause we just, <laughs> do, do you use Instagram for yourself? Because my recommendation is draw people to your Instagram and post content there as well. Yeah, you know, I've been recently I've been slacking on the Instagram. I mean, like I'll do like Instagram stories and things like I I do agree. I think that Instagram has is like the most captivating platform right now. Um, And like trying to get that into the concise format is really like the move I think that people are doing and like a lot of other artists are doing. TikTok. I need to hire like a 13 year old to just manage my Instagram account. And TikTok is something I don't know if I could ever handle as a person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like TikTok, I feel like I would just lose my shit. I would. Uh, it's I, I don't know, but that's 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 how people get phased out. You know what I mean? It's like not conforming to to platforms. Or, you know, so I don't want to sound like an old man over here, but yeah, always staying hip to those ideas and like hip, staying hip to like what's mm-hmm. really like what people are consuming is important. Also, a huge drag, but. Uh, you know, and I'm just thinking out loud because I'm with you. I haven't touched TikTok. I wouldn't know where to start on it. I kind of feel like an old man about it. But at the end of the day, you know, that is where the youth is. Yeah. And long term, you know, when you're affecting people with your message and you're motivi- you know, motivating the youth, um, I think TikTok might eventually be the move. I just think uh, us old farts, I don't know. It, hmm. It feels that way being a millennial. It, it, we just don't understand it yet. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And no <laughs> no old person wants to admit that they don't understand something. I mean, that's the other side. <laughs> that's the other side of the coin. But you're you're right, man. I got I to gotta bite the bullet and get on the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what's up. You know, some able bodies dance moves on TikTok. Yeah, see, that's, <laughs> that's true. I mean, like a band like able bodies, which is very... Um, I don't know. A band like Able Bodies, which which I think that could trans that whole aesthetic would transfer really well to something like that, um, and that's something me and John could totally brainstorm on because I think I think you're onto something there. Hey, just thinking out loud. So yeah, anyone who 
I think there's like 40, 50 people in Somalia that don't know Giant Panda Girl Dub Squad <laughs> yet. So if you're under... You tap into the Somalian market, my friend. <laughs> um, check them out, obviously, on all platforms. Check out Eli, Eli Flynn on all platforms. Eli Flynn and the Everyman, the Able Bodies. Jack um, West. Jack West. Upward Groove, you guys doing any uh, additional... You know what's so sad? Is that we had a reunion planned for tomorrow. Oh my god! Of like our our tenth and final reunion. Tenth, um, it's been it would be yeah. Tenth. We it's become it's become sort of a running joke at this point that it's always right. going to be our last show, and people are so confused by that, and I am too. But yeah, man, like much love to those guys as well. We we got together for a practice that was a lot of fun because uh, I don't even remember last time we were all in the same room together. So that was a good that was a good hang. Um, and hopefully, it's when this is all over, we can we can finally do our last show ever of all time but we'll see beautiful man no i we're excited for it um thanks for coming on the show i want to ask you one last question because i do ask everyone it um and it's the billboard question you know imagine you've got a billboard on the side of the highway the side of the road very highly populated area and let's say this place doesn't even exist. It's so populated. It has every kind of person. You know, it has people from the east, the west, the north, the south. It has all colors, all all kinds of people, all ages. And um, it's your job to come up with a message for yeah. that billboard. It, it can be lyrics from a song you've wrote. It can be a quote, something you've heard, or just something that uh, you've thought about before, or you can make it up on the spot. But um, what, question. what would you put on that billboard and why? So I think I would put be easy, just straight up be easy. Um, because like it's not like you're telling people to like subscribe to a certain creed or like, like you know how the uh, Lamar had those billboards that was just like this thing going on? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like really okay. minimal, like even like the Got Milk campaign. You know how mm -hmm. successful that two words and like a silly picture of like some celebrity drinking with a milk mustache. I think like those weird, like sort of like ambiguous sort of like uh, just grab people's attention. And I think be easy is a good message right now because I think we're all super like stressed and I'm not sure how many people are traveling on the highway looking at billboards either, but like, man, be easy. Those are the only thing that's that's what immediately came to my mind. I, I love that, and yeah. um, just as another great one, um, just do it, Nike. Just do it, right? Like, how successful and is that campaign? I almost feel like just do it represents, you know, the grind and go getting out and doing it. But right now, we can't just do it. Yeah, and that's where like we be, have to figure out alternate ways to just do it. That's where be easy comes into play, you know. No doubt. Finding a way to step back and relax and figure it out. Yeah, man. Love it, man. I'm glad you agree. Uh, love it, man. Yeah. Um, Rochester Groovecast podcast. We're excited to have Eli Flynn on this episode. Um, this will drop. What day is it? it it's going to drop uh, Monday at 8 because we have new episodes every Monday at 8. Monday at 8, Thursday at 8 a.m. New drops. Rochestergroovecast.com. Excited to be chatting with you, Eli. Um, since we're streaming live with an audience, um, can you play us a few songs just to close everything out? Yeah, I'll play you. I'll play you one out. That's one of my favorite songs of all time that I've been playing pretty consistently, man. 
um, cover we do with Panda, A Change Is Gonna Come by Sam Cooke. Mm. I was born by the river in a little tent. Oh, just like the river I've been running ever since. It's been a long, long time coming, but I know, I know, change is gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. It's been too hard living, I'm afraid to die Cause I'm not sure what's up there on the sky It's been a long, a long time coming But I know, I know, change is gonna come Oh yes it will Then I go to the movie, I go downtown, somebody always telling me, don't come around, it's been a long, long time coming, but I know, I know, change gonna come, oh yes it will. go to my brother I said brother help me please then he winds up knocking me back down on my knees please there's been times when I thought that I could last for long I think I'm able to carry on It's been a long, long time coming But I know, I know, change gonna come Oh yes it will, oh yes it will Oh yes it will, oh yes it will gratitude everyone for listening to the show just google rochester groovecast you'll find us on facebook the website um you can click the links below for any of that and uh ultimately rochester groovecast on any podcast app i wanted to play one more track because on the show uh eli had talked how he'd been working with recording stuff and new new technology during the quarantine and he mentioned a new song called quarantine blues with him and whitney young again quarantine blues eli flynn and whitney young you made it this long 
We appreciate you. Listen to this track and I'll talk to you soon. So warm and sweet where I